0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Fatal Error. I'm Suresh Kamala. And I'm Chris DeZombeck. And we have a very special episode uh, for you all this week. We have two guests with us. We have Erica Gutierrez. Hey. And we have Sarah Ahmed.
1: Hi. Thank you for having us. Uh,
0: Yeah, we're very happy to have you on. Um, Sarah and Erica have have worked their way through a coding boot camp. And they're starting to navigate the waters of our industry. And we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what getting that first job is like, what... What the industry can look like to an outsider, and uh, a couple topics like that. So, yeah, I just want to hear a
2: little bit about like your experience through the bootcamp and and your job search so far. Uh, so maybe just to start, uh, do one of you want to tell us a little bit about like your background? And uh...
3: so, uh, before coming into the coding bootcamp, I was managing the database uh, in in a small company, and. Often I had to do with Excel and doing some small uh, coding uh, thing. And I started to play around with coding, some minor stuff like HTML and CSS. And uh, I started to wonder if maybe I should switch to some uh, learning how to code. And I started to do some research. I did some online classes, uh, the free ones. And uh, I started to think that I spent most of my time on my iPhone, so I wanted to learn how to do apps. Cool. And I started to research about coding boot camps uh, in the United States, but I wanted to stay in New York, so I mainly uh, did my research for New York City boot camps, and I landed in one of them uh, called Iron School. And I did the iOS immersive uh, during the summer. And since then, I've been trying to uh, find a junior developer role. And it hasn't been that easy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I'm at now. Um, meanwhile, I've I'm, I'm been uh, developing my skills and trying to network and see how's the industry outside. So yeah, that's about
0: fair. Okay. How long was the book at? Yeah.
3: Three months. Three
0: months. And did you all both go to the same boot camp? Same class? Mm -hmm. The same cohort. Gotcha. Okay. And Sarah, what's your your story?
1: Uh, Basically, I always thought that I would go into medicine Um, out of high school. I wanted to go to pharmacy school. Didn't have enough money, so I couldn't go. And then I went and I majored in nutrition, thinking I would go into medicine, but have a holistic approach. And after I was rejected, I was just like, I'm not going to do this. And I saw a couple of documentaries, didn't want to do it. Decided to go back to school, pursue computer science. I was just working full-time and going to school full-time. My like main thing was, my main focus at the time was just paying my tuition. So I couldn't focus as much. I knew I wanted to do something with mobile development because that was the, the time that I had gotten a smartphone. And I thought it was amazing because I spent so much time on there. <laughs> and so I was just like, I have to go into mobile development. After I finished up at um, a, um, my computer science degree... I learned C++, Java, but I was like, okay, I really want to do mobile development. That's when I had one interview. It went horrible. I realized I really had to have good skills to go into this. I applied to every boot camp under the sun and just, I got into Flatiron, thankfully. And it was a great program, learned a lot, and I'm still learning. So I'm on this journey, I guess, as a student yeah. forever.
0: Cool. And what have you been up to since the, since the boot camp?
1: Um, I've been applying, working on coding challenges, working on my own projects, just trying and just networking. Also, I run a meetup group called Swift, and there's, I also attend a lot of meetups.
0: Nice. Right. Swift is actually where we met, right?
1: Yes. Cause you were a speaker.
0: Yeah. For, yeah. Um, yeah. We, there was a little, a little bit, was it Queens College?
1: Yes. yes. Queens College. Yeah, yeah.
0: Queens College. We went up there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's where I met these two. I think you showed me your app there as well. No, I. Th- it's like I'm a movie
1: sure. app. Oh no, I talked about it. I oh, think you talked
0: about it. Me. You didn't show it. Can yeah. you um, tell us a little bit about what that app does?
1: So it's just a simple app that calls the OMDB um, uh, API and populates a collection view uh, using the URLs. Um, you have pictures of the movies. You click on a cell. It takes you over. It gives you the details of the movies. And I was trying to add a soundtrack kind of component to it, calling the iTunes API and then getting that. But I didn't get around to doing that because yes. I've been working on coding challenges. But, yes, right. But yes.
2: okay. Erica, would have if- do you, have you been working on any, like, side projects or, or anything like that since you uh, finished the boot camp?
3: So um, I did a similar project, which is a, a movie app. And okay. also uh, I'm also trying to uh, do a restaurant app where you, like, uh, have a bucket list of which one you want to visit. Um, oh, cool. Haven't had much time to do it because... Again, I'm doing code challenging and, and studying and, yeah. you know, it takes time. Um, yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, Swift language is always changing. And sometimes some companies, they ask you to for a see, so I need <laughs> to brush up on that too. Yeah. So, yeah, finding the time sometimes is hard.
2: Has the sort of ever-changing nature of the Swift language been a challenge
3: for for either of you,
2: like coming into this industry at this particular point in time?
3: Well, when we went through the bootcamp, we were learning Swift 2. Okay. And once we graduated, it was the switch to uh, Swift 3. And we had to deal with, at least I had to deal with uh, changing the apps that I was working at the time, uh, how there's no more NS uh, stuff, it's more like they took the NS and I was like, Hey, I just learned this. Why are you taking that out? You know, it's a legacy, it's history, there's history in it. Uh, but you 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 grow and you, you just learn. Now I'm hearing that Swift four is coming and <laughs> you have to do everything again. They say <laughs>
0: Swift Four is gonna be simpler. I mean, the transition is gonna be a little easier, but I mean God knows, truly. Really. Yeah what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a particularly rough time, in, especially in that sense of, like, yeah. Objective-C is not totally phased out yet. Swift 2, there, I think there are still people writing Swift 2. And a lot of people have moved to Swift 3, but, like, it's just, like, I feel like a constant treadmill, even for us, yeah. having been in this for several years now. I mean,
3: it seems like every year there's a new Swift kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you have to, like, keep up.
2: Yeah. So, and yeah, for a,
3: for a new developer, you know, you, you are learning to code. And then learning a new language every time. Right. And you don't really have a background in coding. So,
0: yeah. yeah. But, you know. I will say, I think uh, there are tons of New Yorkers that I know that have bucket lists for restaurants. And they would definitely use your app. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: That would be cool. Um, So, y'all mentioned y'all have done a couple of interviews since. Um, What's that process kind of been like?
1: Um, It's been kind of a tough process because we're starting off as juniors, right? right? So, we want... I know it's not, I can't say this, like we want, but it would be nice for someone to invest in us and give us that time. And like, if they invested in us, obviously we would invest that back into our code and we would make sure that we push an amazing app. That's what I want. At this point in time, I'm not even negotiating. Like someone asked me, what are you looking for in terms of salary? And I'm just like, I'm looking for a learning experience. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to create an amazing app and push that out there and showcase my skills and learn. So I just want to push myself. So I just feel like a lot of people are very unforgiving of mistakes. And I just wish that they would invest in in us a little bit and give us that opportunity because we would return that back and show them that, you know, we represent your company and we want to make sure that you're represented the best way possible.
3: So I just feel like people need to start somewhere. People usually start somewhere. Um, And my experience so far is like many companies, they just want people with, at least one year or two with experience just to start. And being someone that just graduated, um, I wish there were more like internship or fellowship or some kind of of apprenticeship uh, uh, where you can learn and grow at the same time. Uh, I think big companies, especially, they have the resources. So why they they don't have more programs like this? Yeah, it seems like very much
0: a chicken and egg problem. Like, you can't get the experience without the job. You can't get the job without the experience.
3: And they're forgetting that, you know, they themselves, they start from somewhere, you know? And uh, we just need an opportunity. And those junior developers, they want to grow up uh, to be a senior developer. So once they land that senior role, you just need somebody else more junior to fill that world. So it's like a ladder kind of thing. Right, right. So you just need to give people some opportunities. And just last week I was on Twitter and uh I asked from R C. who was talking about it, like how some people, they just don't want to give uh, junior more opportunities. And, you know, there ne- needs to be more mentors and people helping out, you, you know, giving advice and... Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's hard to kind of kickstart that engine without like some investment sort of from the top down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the companies that I last contracted at, they were actually maybe the, um, they were better at it than I think most companies. And it was pretty much every senior had a corresponding junior that they worked with. And um, sometimes they had to pair a program with them. Sometimes the junior would make something and uh, like in code review, they would, they would manage it. But um, that like one to one ratio really felt like, we were like making developers better, and we were like, also getting getting good code out the door as well. So that was a nice balance, I think, for us.
2: Yeah, we at my current company do not have quite that balance. I think we're tilted a little bit more toward having mostly senior, uh, at least a slight majority of more senior people. Yeah. Uh, and we do have, um, you know, a number of us are remote, so we use Screen Hero for pair programming and things like that. But uh, yeah, we're not... Not quite as, as good about that now. And thinking about it, I'm not really sure why that is necessarily. But
1: it also doesn't make sense because it's something that I, I know that we want more people to get into this field. I was reading an article by it's a pretty big company based in San Francisco, and they've grown in the past seven years. They've grown like a lot, and they were 10 employees, and now they're like 400 employees in San Francisco. And I was recently interviewed by them. And they, I read an article how they have only 11% of women in their company, and now they want to push for 30. And then they have this apprenticeship program that's three people that they're willing to mentor. But at the same time, I feel like, because there's a lot of things, like, you're, you don't just, we're iOS developers, so we're focusing on iOS fundamentals. And then there's algorithms. Like, I have, like, out of all the classes that I've taken in college, like, whether that be biochemistry, molecular biology, whatever, mathematics, programming is unlike anything that I've ever taken. You have to really change your mind, your mindset. You have to think a certain. You have to think a whole different way. And I wish people were more forgiving and would understand that we are trying to change our mindset. Please just help us. Just give us that opportunity. But We're not here to, you know, say, okay, yeah, we're a developer. We're here for the salary. No, we're here to contribute and make, create great apps. Just give us that opportunity. And if you want diversity, then just, you know, we'll meet you halfway. Meet us halfway, please. Right. So, okay.
0: I, I, yeah, especially if you think the number of women in the industry is under, like, is lower than you want it to be. There's, I don't see how you can get those diversity numbers up without saying we're also going to train out people from mm-hmm. like a lower, like, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. And and now we're hearing that bigger companies are having problems with women. They're not like certain developers will because they happen to be male that you know they'll harass them or something and they'll right. you kind know, of like sweep it under the rug. Yeah.
0: Heard a lot of news stories about that. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I mean, it's unfortunate, but you know, women are trying. We're really trying. Just give us an opportunity, please.
3: Yeah. So. I wonder if the fact that uh, people if people don't have a CS background that matters or not. It seems like for many companies, they want to they want to hire people with computer science background, and they're not willing to uh, give bootcamp grads a chance, uh, mainly because they have. Uh, bad past experience uh hiring hmm. uh from boot camps gotcha. before. Yeah. Uh, meaning that they are not really uh knowledgeable about the basics sometimes. Right. Because some boot camps are they've been pushing just graduates and not really uh forming them for a for a uh developer role. That's so unfortunate
1: because I feel like I went through the computer science degree and I feel like I learned more at boot camp. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think yeah. colleges are great. I think colleges are great to learn theory. Yeah. But when you go in and you're an iOS developer or Java developer, whatever, you're not going to sit there and say, hey, this is this is different between instruct. This is different between class. No, you have to implement whatever it is. And you have to know why you're implementing it, why that ties into whatever you have to do. I think it's really, it's, it's horrible that, People don't want to take boot campers because I learned more at a boot camp than I did in my computer science degree. Yeah,
2: Chris, do you have a computer science degree? So, yeah, I have a computer science degree. And, yeah, I think half of what I know I learned at my first job after college, not from that four-year
0: CS degree experience. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have a computer science degree, but, yeah, it was the same. It was just, like, the first few apps I made, the first companies that I worked at was, like, where I learned. Like, what I like, what I don't like, what I think works, what I think doesn't work. Like, yeah. all that stuff came on the job. Like, there was no computer ice cream. So, um, yeah, I don't, I've seen both. I've seen companies that, like, have people with computer science degrees, people that, that don't have them. Um, I'm not sure if there's, like, a balance that they try to strike or... in fact, like interviewing so much of it is so loosey-goosey. And so... Uh, a lot
1: of... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go okay. ahead. no, <laughs> don't know. Please, please, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say I often feel
2: like um being on the like hiring side of, of interviews sometimes now, I feel like the interview and like hiring process is slightly better than random, honestly. But <laughs> yeah. often it's nowhere near as think, like deterministic as as we would
0: like it to be. Yeah, I think there's big companies also that have done research and written books about like how the things we think affect um hiring good people that will like last a while at the company and provide good work for us are just not the things we thought they were.
1: Yeah. It's okay. I was just going to say, there's also, I don't know why there's this, oh, we're not going to hire boot campers yeah. because they're not, whatever. I don't know why people think that. There's,
2: yeah. Is it, in your experience, is that like boot camp specific or is it like junior developers in general? Or do you know?
1: Um Every time that I've gone out to an interview and they've asked me like, oh, you have a computer science degree, why'd you go to a boot camp? I was like, because I wanted to learn implementation. That's why. Yeah. So that's something I have to clarify for them because... Hmm. I don't think like creating an app or, or programming is spitting out facts. It's implementing code and understanding why you're implementing it. Right.
3: Uh, so bootcamp really helps with that, I think. From my experience, is junior developers coming from boot camps. Usually, many companies they are now opening uh, many roles for junior developers, but they want people from universities uh, with uh, computer science uh, just juniors and seniors and sophomores from uh, universities. And uh, so i am being applying to some of them, trying to see if they can at least open uh, one spot for a boot camper. And I've been getting some rejection just because I did not go to a university and study computer science. So they will be, hey, I'm sorry, uh, this is for... Uh, College students, yeah, uh, that's, that's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. That's... Maybe uh, next time we will open something for boot campers.
0: Yeah, I definitely heard the like anti boot camp stuff at companies, and it's kind of like I don't know. I I learned by like making the worst app in the world. I don't know <laughs> how, why that should be considered better than like someone who actually went and learned from someone for yeah. three months. Like,
2: I don't know. Yeah, you're not hiring like a call a degree you're hiring like someone with specific skills yeah, like right. that's not really an effective way to filter for those skills yeah
1: also at the same time i feel like a lot of junior positions like you'll see a junior position it'll be like you have to have three years five years of experience what kind of junior has five years of experience i'm sorry i didn't come out of my mom's womb programming <laughs> yeah so yeah like,
0: you have to have you know five years of, of swift experience
1: okay. i'm sorry i just i don't like yeah i mean i just can't wrap my mind I, sometimes i don't even apply but now i apply and i will apply there's a company i don't want to say their name but i keep applying and i keep getting different <laughs> people to reject me now so i'm like maybe i'm off to something
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice so it sounds like you all just did a coding challenge and yeah. turned it in very recently can you yeah. tell us a little bit about um what that experience was like
3: the coding challenge was really uh a general uh, I would say a uh, challenge in terms that uh, they want to recruit people that have a web development background mm-hmm. and also a uh, mobile development. Mm-hmm. So, so true was, full
0: stack. like <laughs> Yes. Full stack plus yes. also all the iOS yes. stuff. So
3: <laughs> basically you had you, you to uh, create a client and a server mm-hmm. and retrieve some uh, dummy JSON and do the functions and all that. Um, coming from my iOS bootcamp, we mainly learn iOS frameworks <laughs> and not really doing server stuff. Uh, but we did learn how to learn <laughs> and how to re- do research and how to like spend your time uh, researching and trying and whatnot. So, um uh, they gave us like five days to complete it and I spent five days <laughs> studying from scratch how to do a server mm-hmm. and in iOS uh, I use Vapor, which is I think one year old or something so very yeah it's very, it's very new, new. Uh, luckily there were some resources I did uh I, if I don't get it I haven't I haven't uh how to respond yet, but if I don't get it, I just got to learn something new, something that i gonna play around with now, nice. and maybe in the future say, hey, I I learn how to use this. Now I learn a little bit of Vapor and, you know, Server Swift and all that. So uh, it's been a good experience. Let's see how it goes. But yeah, it's been uh, challenging, Perfect. yeah. yeah. I, from my experience, you usually don't get this kind of coding challenges for iOS.
0: Yeah, I've never seen. You yeah. have to also build your own server. Like I've seen they'll give you like here's some JSON like make an app from the JSON. Yeah, I've never seen also make the server that yes. like needs to bend the JSON. <laughs> yeah, it's cool that you guys use Vapor though. I still haven't had a chance to to play with any of the server sites. Servers. I didn't know yeah, no,
3: what I... to do, <laughs> yeah. so I did my own research and learned <laughs> some tutorials nice. and. Uh, uh, that's where my understanding was better, so I just cool. go. Yeah. But it sounds do. like you got to work. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
0: you,
2: you now know more about more about server side Swift than I do. <laughs> I think that both of us combined. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, have you? Did you do the same code challenge?
2: Yes,
1: I did. Um, interestingly, um, the previous code challenge that I got, I had to interact with the server and do a GET, POST, PUT, and DELETE right. request. And because I was, I guess, going through the interview process, I was able to build this out. Right. So I was just like, okay, I know how to do the client aspect of it. It's just a server. How the hell do I set up a server? <laughs> I don't even know how to do this. So I said it, like, I had Saturday and there were deadlines. They were, they gave us a deadline of Monday, then Wednesday, and then Saturday,
3: today. Yeah, they pushed so, it several times.
1: Yeah, so uh, basically I had to, I found somebody and I was just like, hey, listen, I don't know how to do this. I've been struggling since Saturday. I spent all Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Can you please help me? So I set it up in Rails. I understand what's going on. And then I was able to fix something. And then creating that client to interact with that server, it worked out. So I guess, like, code challenges, in a way, this has been a hard journey, just, you know, uh, interviewing, but I've learned a lot. And so because of the previous code challenge, I was able to do this.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. And so by code challenge, basically, this is like you're interviewing a company. They give you some code to take yeah. home and say say, like, bring this back to us, like, complete, basically. Yeah, they yeah. had
1: given, they had set up the server for me, I just had to interact with it. And gotcha. Actually, and that was
0: the first one, and then the second one that we and just said, did was, like, set up the server Yeah,
1: well. Yeah, so I would set up the server, but I knew how to interact with it. And right, right. So it was not that bad this time. Yeah. But cool. the server was, we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: you turned that in very recently. Yes. How recently?
1: Uh Five in the morning today. <laughs> wow. Because I was up, and I was just like, no, because... The previous uh, co-challenge that I had received, that I had gotten, the guy, I got rejected, obviously. Um, Fun part. But (laughs) um, he had given me a lot of feedback. So I I tried to go ahead and apply that over. I was like, no, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. I'm going to go ahead. I just didn't use active specifiers, which I should look into using. But I think I got everything to work. Everything works. Everything's great. And I sent it over. Nice. Access yeah. specifiers being
0: like public, private, internal. Public, private, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I've never used them in Swift.
0: Yeah. That's a weird thing to ding someone on, I think.
1: Because the only time I've used access specifiers is C++. But, like, yeah. I remember you had your variables, and then you had your methods that were public, and your me- I mean, and then your properties, or your, your variables were private, and then you manipulate them. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Right. Well, in, in Swift, it's okay to have public properties in a way that some Java and C++ style, or C styles you're, like, not really supposed yeah. to. But, like, I don't know, the nice thing I think about Swift's access specifier stuff is, like, it just kind of works if you don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's all internal, right. Right. and it all I'm just works. It's all magical. Right. That's um, exactly they are there. Like, you can make stuff private, but I don't think that should be, like, required. That's that seems
1: why
3: really I was weird. rejected by that's that
0: seems weird. Unusual to yeah. look
2: uh, for an application. Sometimes
3: kind of. I wonder with these coding challenges, if they really want to hire iOS developers.
0: What kind of people do you think they want to hire?
3: I mean, so these coding challenges like setting up a server in iOS for a junior uh, fellowship.
0: Fellowship being like more like a, an internship?
3: Or yeah, kind for of like thing. Three months. Yeah, a few months. Not really a, a role. You know,
1: yeah.
3: So, uh, makes me wonder: Have you? Do you really want to help people, or are you just putting this challenge just to reject someone?
0: Yeah, and say you tried. Like
3: yeah, a filter you know. almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like have that filter so thin that nobody can, no junior almost can't get in.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: yeah. yeah I've, I've heard stories too. uh particular companies, I won't name them, obviously, but they've said, "Don't apply there. You're not going to get in." Just don't do it. Don't do it for yourself. Because really? they're looking for somebody that's really, really good. Like I've had a, a senior level developer tell me people are looking for unicorns. That's what they're looking for. And yeah. nobody can find a unicorn. That's right. really what it
0: is. The idea of being like this mythical Tedx yeah. developer or whatever.
1: Like, I'm sorry, I don't have ten years of experience. I <laughs> yeah. have like a year, yeah. but I'm yeah. willing to learn.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, are there any like other interesting or like weird or bad interview experiences that you wanna Go over. I think those uh, are really enlightening um, to us,
0: yeah. and like, like I one, think to our audience as well. And yeah. Just like what it can kind of feel like from the other side.
1: Yeah. Um, is it? I just recently when I interviewed with the company because I thought it was more iOS fundamentals that I were, that I was going to be tested on. I didn't focus on algorithms as much uh-huh. And because co challenges are more like build out an app. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that time. Right. So he asked me an algorithm question at the end. He said, "Oh, good luck with your job search. That was Jesus. the developer." And I thought, HR is supposed to do that in a nice way. Like, right. hey, you're not a good fit for yeah. us. You know, good luck. I hope you find something. But the developer just told me, hey, I've got a meeting. i got to go. And good luck with your job search.
0: That's kind of a rude thing to say. That seems very... Is that um, yeah. I Yeah. Just... Um, I've noticed that uh, some companies do... Like, I've seen both. I've seen companies that really want to know, that, like, do you know how to make a linked list or invert a tree or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen... And they say, like, oh, the APIs don't matter. You can always look up the APIs. And then I've, always seen, I've also seen the opposite as well, which is where they'll say, oh, we really care that, like, you know what you're working with. Like, linked list, oh, one, or whatever. Like, those things you can look up, like, if you have performance problems, you'll deal with them as they come up. Like, we really care that you know how to work with the thing that you want to work with, which in this case would be, like, Cocoa APIs and Swift details and stuff like that. Um, so I've, I've seen both, yeah. and I... Unfortunately, I don't think there's any way to know but when you're going in, like, which one you're going to see, which is kind of yeah. frustrating. <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that is. And, yeah. right, there's really no way to know that ahead of time, like, what sort of things you're going to be right. tested on. Yeah. And that trips up, like...
1: I just want to add that, you, like, learning to read documentation, API documentation, is a skill in itself. It is. It yeah. It
0: really, truly is a skill. One of the things yeah. that really struck me about talking to you, Sarah, was... Um, when we were talking about core data, and I remember when I was trying to figure out what core data was, I like read the documentation multiple times, and I was like, "What oh, does no. this mean?" <laughs> and I, it yeah. was really not <laughs> until I tried to use it and like make an app that I like figured out what it meant. But like, I you wrote a blog post that was like detailing what core data is about. Mm-hmm. Remember yes. this right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you wrote a blog post about what core data was all about, and it seems like you were able to understand it just from the documentation. And I was just so sort of, like.
1: Oh, no. Shocked. not oh. No, I read a whole bunch of blogs. <laughs> so, basically, at the and very meetings. end... Yeah, yeah at the end of... Uh, Flatiron is a great school. It's a great, great school. It'll teach you how to learn and teach yourself, and it's great. But, like, two of the major topics, um, a network call and a core data. I had to spend, like, I had to... I wanted to understand every line. I was like, okay, so if I do a get request, I have a URL, I'm converting the URL, I have to unwrap it, Now I have to create the request, and then I have to create a task, and what am I getting back? Like, I wanted to understand every piece of that, and just, you have to constantly go on a search. Like, it's like looking for an egg on these, like an ether <laughs> yeah. egg, or whatever, I don't know, like, it's just crazy, like, you can't just read the documentation, you have to find other people that understand it better, and then you'll understand it.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, we don't want to make you guys like relive all these all these terrible things. But I don't know. This is like I remember from talking to you all at the meetup that I was like really because I feel like from the inside of the company, people are saying a lot like we want more developers. We have a tremendous dearth of developers. We want women. We want people of color. We want to work on this. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to work on this diversity problem that we have. And when push comes to shove, nothing really happens. And so to meet two iOS developers that I talked to that clearly were smart, clearly knew what they were talking about. And to hear that they had such trouble was really eye opening for me. And I think some of these other things that even the stuff that we're hearing today, like also, mm-hmm. is, is very eye opening. Um, so I, I do really do appreciate you sharing these stories with us. Um, but yeah, anything else? Anything?
1: Um, any other I, craziness? Yeah, I went to a big company that I've watched them like ever since I was a kid. So I just when I when I got the opportunity, I was like, oh my god, this is so great! I'm gonna make this great. <laughs> I went to the interview, there were three people, and the third person was, he was he was on some video chat, or whatever, he looked so bored, he slumped over, he was so bored, it was like, I was just like on the verge of saying, I'm so sorry I'm boring you. Yeah, well. Oh, man. And he there was just like back-to-back questions, this, this, that, 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 that this, and I guess it was one of those programs where they take you on, they train you for four weeks, and then they, you know, they, they'll go ahead, either they'll put you in the mobile development team, back end, or front end. Right. And it was just like... Okay, I know it's it's a boring subject, but don't yeah. don't look that bored,
0: right? Don't fall asleep on me here. Yeah, he was
1: huh. he was on the verge, like, okay, come on, finish up, <laughs> up with this.
0: Yeah. So
2: maybe you're talking about interviews, like, as someone who uh, interviews candidates at, at work occasionally, uh, and I Sarush, you end up doing the same occasionally too. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are some things that that you two would like to see, like people in my position keep in mind that that uh, we might not think about.
1: Imagine yourself in our seat, please. Understand that we're very nervous. It's a nerve-wracking process. It's not like every other career, oh, I have a degree and I can do it. No, it's like, okay, you have a degree. Let's see if you can do it. But like just because we can't do it in that moment doesn't mean that we can't do it. We can do it. Like I like when I first learned core data and, and making a network call, I was just like, how am I gonna search up this? Like how am I gonna find my error? But now I understand. Like, just invest in us. Like, just give us that opportunity and we'll show you. We'll definitely show you. I think if people understand that it's what it's like to be on the other side and they should be a little more forgiving, please. You know, and they give us an opportunity. We can do it. I know I can do it. I know Erica and I, we will make it. Yeah. So
3: So I see many companies and people that want more diversity and are willing to give some help. But I think the biggest help is like if you are part of a company, just open an internship role or something like that for someone junior. Uh, I went to a a big company uh, last December and they want to help junior developers and diversity uh, people to get into tech role, but they don't have an internship role or a Mm -hmm. junior role. I mean, that's the biggest way that you can make a difference. If you really want to help, just make that role happen. Open that position. It's not enough talking about it or meeting, uh, having coffee meetings with uh, junior developers, you know. Just open a position and give an opportunity to someone that's looking to grow. Yeah, Yeah, don't. Don't just talk the talk, walk the walk too. Yeah, coffee
0: is really easy. Getting yeah, to my definitely. job is really
3: hard. So. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was very grateful for them to like show me their company and have coffee meetings, but where's the where's the apprenticeship role, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just make something, uh, open a position and try to fill that out.
1: Yeah, create a program where you have like people, you take on people and you really like you mentor them the right way and they're going to turn around and they're going to say, this company gave me an opportunity. I'm going to do whatever it is to make sure that code doesn't break. Right.
3: You know, and it's a big company. I'm sure they have the resources, that company and many other ones. Definitely. Yeah. To, to at least have one junior
1: role.
0: I know a lot of companies do, they do internships in the summer, I think because they want to get college kids before they, um, like, when they enter the market, it's going to be hard to get them. So, if you can work with them before, mm-hmm. you can kind of trick them to, be like, oh, I know this company, and I'm going to go back to this company. Um, yeah. So, maybe this summer is where some of the internships are.
3: Yeah. It's, it's looking better than uh, at the end of last year. Yeah. Because of that, uh, there's right. more internship and apprenticeship.
0: Uh, but, like, year-round internships. I mean, there's people who are looking for jobs all the time, not just right. in the summer. So, yeah. that could definitely help, too. And like. Yeah. If the internship program is worth it for the company during summer, it's worth it for the company all year round, right? Like it should be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know at work we have summer uh, internship programs, but I don't know why
0: we don't have internship programs just year round. Right. Or like one summer class and one, one winter class or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, one of the most grueling interviews I was in it was like five or six hours of just like coding. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just like... <laughs> Okay. And it was it was bring your laptop, plug it into the projector of the TV, and like code cool. while we watch you. Oh, okay. And one of the most stressful parts of it to me was really that like you don't know who the other people across from you are. You assume they're pretty smart because they're like the ones who are in charge of interviewing. That may not that may be true, may not be true. Um, but there's in in this particular case, there was two of them and one of me. And it always felt like like both of them knew the answer and they were kind of ganging up on me, even though like um that interview, like, interview, it was just really stressful. Like, whether or not you get it or whether or not you feel comfortable whatever, but just, like, the stress levels of having two people watching you is just, like, super intense. Yeah. And I remember that being like a feeling I was, like, really not that into. And, um, yeah. I think when possible, one-on-one interviews are a little bit chiller. They take a little bit longer because, you know, if you want the same number of people, you're going to need to have. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to have a little bit yeah. more, like... It, Parity between the two parties.
1: Yeah. Um. One of the interesting questions that I've asked a lot of people is how do you answer when you don't know the answer? And because it seems like developers are these genius people,
0: <laughs>
2: I,
1: feel, I feel like I have to throw out a really <laughs> like, a, like a bullshit answer. But I don't want to do that. Right. Because I want that person to say, okay, I, I want to say, I don't know this. And yeah. I would love to go back and look into it now.
0: Right.
1: So it's just like, I don't know what to say at times and I get so nervous and it's like, what do I say? Do I tell them that I don't know? Is that going to hurt me? So
2: I mean, at least for me, if I'm interviewing, if if the answer is like I don't know, but this is how I would go about finding it out, like that is, I, that's useful information, and that's, uh, I, I think I'll appreciate that much more than like a
0: bullshit answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Two things I, don't. I found. One is like taking time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're gonna you're like, oh, this makes no sense. I haven't seen it not this even? Be a question they're asking me, and then if you spend a little time thinking about it, you can get to that place. Mm -hmm. So maybe take some time. Could be one piece of advice. And another piece of advice is, um, or I don't know if this would be possible. In you know, um, did that interview that I just mentioned? We had a laptop and we were coding, um, Mm -hmm. but it was totally free for all in terms of googling. So yeah, like you still need to know what to look for and how to look for that stuff. Um, And you're still going to have to write the code and implement or whatever. I don't think they want to see you. Like they'd say you can't. Google the question to the thing and just like, copy it. But like you can Google, up, like, how do I do a regular expression yeah. in Objective-C? Because like, who can remember that? Um, <laughs> and uh, so it was it was a free-for-all for Googling, so if there is a situation where, like, look, I don't know this, um, you want to w- watch me Google and say like, how I might find the answer to this, and like see if that gives you a piece of uh, information that you need when you're like trying to make a decision about whether I'm going to be a smart person who can grow here or yeah. not. Um, again, I think you know, developers pretend they're smarter than they actually are.
1: Um, so That is the one thing. I feel like they're really smart. Developers are really smart. But some of them are just not as approachable.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and a lot of people just want to like be right in the interview. They just want to ask a question that's super hard like, so they can tell you the answer.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> up. And this guy just like... My friend was asking a question and he just insulted her. Wow. And he was just like, oh, you wouldn't know it because you're a woman. And I was just like, what? Yikes. And I just feel like you should... Technology is 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 a very powerful tech, technology is a great and powerful field, but you know like you know, you're not God. Calm down. A little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. yeah, So I
2: was
1: just like yeah. blown away. This is at a meetup. It's not even an interview or something, but right. wow. I mean, you That's shouldn't even cool. do that. But
0: yeah. yeah. Um, at the end of every job interview, I feel like the question that we're always supposed to ask is, Do you have any questions for me? Yes. Um, yeah. which can be useful. Um but sometimes it can also be, like, just kind of a formality room. But we really do want to know. Like, if there's other things that you want to know from people who would be sitting from the other side of the table, like your question about, um, you know, what do you do when you don't know the answer, uh, stuff like that. If there's anything you all want to ask us.
1: Could we, could we could we ask that? Like, could we say, hey, so how is it like being in my place? Can you tell me about your experiences? Yeah, no. not. Yeah.
0: No. Usually, the, I think that there's two things that happen when, when like, the interviewer asks that question. One is... They just want to be able to, like, say, hey, I, I asked that person, like, yeah.
3: do you have anything for me?
0: And they kind of expect you to know. The other thing is, I've heard places that actually want you, they expect you to have a question for them. And the quality of the question is actually indicative of, like, what kind of person it is. Yeah, I think um,
2: I think when we ask that question at the end of our interviews, what we're kind of looking for is, like, uh, are you interested and, in like, curious about, like, our team, our product, maybe, uh, like. What are the processes that we follow uh, are you curious about like any specific like frameworks or like libraries that we might use um, uh, do you have questions about like the company uh, like the company in general um, just like and there is no like wrong answer really or wrong question just like mm-hmm. show some sort of interest in like the mm-hmm. team that you're that you're trying to join yeah.
1: I've asked, uh, I've had two developers and I wanted to ask them more questions, but it was just like, oh, I have to go because I have meeting, because I have a meeting. Have a meeting. Oh. And there was one guy, he started the interview late and he was like, I really got to go because I got to interview the next person. So I was just like, okay. But yeah. I wanted to ask him, like, right. how, like, how do you deal with, like, because you have three people on a team, how do you deal with something that you don't know? What do you do? Like, I want to I wanna be able to go ahead and, like, figure that out for myself as well. But yeah. a lot of times it's time and sometimes they are just not interested, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you've had some bad interviewers, and it sounds like the interview process yeah. is really not great in general. Yeah. I would keep asking that question. I think it's a good one. Um, I've never considered myself, but that's a good one. Yeah, One that I was asked is like, like a freebie. It's just like, so do you use Trello? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> and, like, what are your tools? Like, use Jira, use this, use that. And like, kind of tools I feel like are a very nice common ground to like, kind of just catch up with someone and talk yeah. to them about how they think about yeah. stuff and kind of disarm yeah. everybody. So I, I like to ask that one.
2: Yeah. So yeah. some other like easy questions. I think if you're, depending on how familiar you are at the company, you're like uh, how big is the team? How many developers yes. are on it? Yeah. Do you have remote people on the team? Uh, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: What's your vacation policy?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I usually like to. I'm really interested in mobile development as a whole, and I want to do Android as well. And I cool. hopefully will start next week doing that. But. I just like to ask, like, how do they make sure that the Android app and the iOS and the app on iOS is the same? Like, how does that work? That to me is amazing. You
0: think it works. (laughs) (laughs) Usually (laughs) it's very hodgepodge. Clobbered, like, um, what's the word, clobbered together? Uh, Cobbled together. It's cobbled together. It's but, not a great situation, usually. I don't know if you all... That, well, that varies based on the company.
2: Like, yeah. we, I could tell you about our, like, product management part of the organization and uh, how there actually is, like, some strategy that goes on there. That, that's a really good question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds,
1: yeah. I've also asked, like, if the iOS person will go ahead and work on the Android as well. And some companies are like, no, we only have, like, 10 people on iOS, <laughs> that's it. They work on
3: iOS only. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also asked about diversity and uh, the numbers of women and people of color in their teams. and what are they doing to uh, change the numbers too right? Yeah and how wh- where they going how they see their companies in a few years from now right and how they're trying to grow their mobile team? Yeah question you, like that. Do you ever get any satisfying answer from that? I feel like I get the same, uh, answers, you know, like, uh, the, the nice answer, <laughs> 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 I would like to hear more, uh, action based answer, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: a shame. Yeah. I have a story. That yet. is an interesting question to ask though. Yeah.
3: But, you know, I just want to mainly get to see their reaction first. Because you get your answer from that, mainly. Right, right, right. And what they're thinking, at least.
0: If it's just pure horror on their face, yeah. you, know, it's, you know, they don't care too much.
3: Or, or if at least they're thinking about it, because right. that's like the beginning. beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you got to start somewhere. said. Yeah.
1: I went to a, I interviewed for a dev shop. They're really cool. Um, it was interesting. Uh, when, it, when I went out to the interview, they said, look, we only have one woman on the engineering team who was my classmate, right? Uh-huh. And one of my friends, three, four of my friends had interviewed, right? So two out of the four had gotten to the fourth stage, right? They rejected the guy because they wanted the girl, but he made it to the fourth stage. So obviously they needed somebody. And then they interviewed me like five months after for the same position, and I just didn't understand why did they reject him? Because I feel like a lot of times they know what they want, and if they don't want you, regardless, they will not take you. Right. So I felt really bad because he was, well, he was a guy. They just wanted more women.
0: Right. Mm. So if
1: women, if certain women didn't make the cut, you know, they didn't even want the guys. So just give everybody an equal shot. Like, let their skills speak for themselves, you know?
3: Don't do
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So at this point, we're a little bit longer than a normal episode of the podcast. But I think this has been a really interesting and eye-opening conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we we wrap up, I guess, any, any closing thoughts from you, Erica, or Sarah?
3: Just give us a shot, please. Just give us a shot. Yeah, be willing to be more uh, open uh, to juniors, and uh, if there's any junior developers uh, listening to, just keep trying. Yeah, never give up, and be positive, and keep studying. It's gonna come.
0: We had a, we had an email from someone, a very nice email that said they had been listening to our podcast. And they just got their first like full time development job. And I don't think there's a causal relationship there. Like I don't think they got the job (laughs) because they were finally doesn't. But it was a very nice email to get. And um yeah, so there are people out there that are definitely like listening to our podcast, trying to get jobs, trying to figure out this industry. Um yeah, keep trying. There's nothing else you really can do. You can just try to be clever, try to be smart.
1: Yeah, some people that I've met, like Sarush when I met you, I was just like, Wow, there are people like that or Order at Artsy, I was just like, oh my god, I love Orta. He's such an amazing person. Can I work for him forever? And like meeting you and Chris, it was, it was just like, wow, these people are so nice. They're not like geniuses who so sit there and just code all day. Yeah. They actually interact. Yeah, we try. We, we we
0: try to be nice, but you know, yeah. Yeah. we have our flaws. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys are pretty awesome. You Thank you. Great. Oh, thanks. Thank
1: you. Um, oh,
2: yeah, on that note i guess thank you everybody for listening and uh thank you so much to to you too sarah and erica for joining us yeah, absolutely yeah, thank a you point. for having us absolutely <laughs> and uh we'll talk to you all next week yep